Well, hey, Sterling, it's good to see you. Every other time I've come up here and spoken with you, I've had a soccer ball in my hand, and I've usually tossed it out in the audience. Anybody remember that? Yeah, well, the soccer ball is going to be at the cafeteria, and come by and see me if you want to get a chance at it. How's that? This is my seventh talk in the last ten days. I started out in Missouri, then I went to Arkansas, and then Oklahoma, and made the trek to see you guys last night and today. Um, and I want to say this, out of those seven talks and seven worship bands, this is the best worship band I've heard. So kudos to you guys. Kudos to you guys. Uh, really great stuff. I love coming to Sterling, and it's, it's meant a lot to me the last few times, especially because some of you have actually come up to Bozeman, Montana and visited us. So our deal has always been in the summertime um, if you will find a way, if you can find a way to get to Bozeman, we will feed you and house you and take you to Yellowstone and show you around to show you what we've got. So that's an open invitation. If you want to know more about it, see me afterwards. Sound good? All right. Last night, I had a really great privilege of getting to have dinner with the Millhouse family. I forced them to go to the carriage house thing, and it was good. But when I got back to my hotel room last night, I was reading a, a devotional before I went to bed, and something between that conversation that I had with them and what I was reading in Scripture forced me to drop everything I was going to talk to you about today and change it all. So I got up at 5 this morning and kind of wrote out what God put on my heart. But let's read Scripture first this morning. Out of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, and I'm going to go with the NIV, People go, why NIV? Why not the ESV? Because this has got the best big print. I'm just going to be honest. I like the big print. Can I be honest about that? Paul says this to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the sight of God who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time, God the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light whom no one has seen or can see. To him be honor and might forever. Amen. That'd probably keep you awake at night, wouldn't it? It did me, for sure. And it led me to want to ask you this question today. Why are you at Sterling College? I, I don't expect you to answer this, other than in your own heart to yourself. Why are you at Sterling College? Maybe you have an opportunity to keep playing a sport you played in high school. Maybe you're training for some kind of profession. Maybe you want to be an accountant. Maybe you want to go into business. Maybe you want to uh, become a school teacher or a nurse, and you have to study for it, and a college degree is what you need. So maybe you're here to study for a profession, or maybe you're here because you got a scholarship. I dig it. I understand. We go where the money is sometimes, right? Or maybe your mom and dad made you go here because that's where they went. How many? Anybody? 
Any legacies? It's not bad. It's okay. It's okay. It's good. This is a great school. But I want to share something different with you. I think you're at Sterling for a different reason. I think you're at Sterling for a different reason. You see, you have been given an opportunity to become the person of God that he designs you to be. You have been given an opportunity right here, right now, during these four years to become the person that God designed you to be. And I'm telling you, that is a gift. That's a gift. A gift that Sterling can give to you, can assist you on that pathway that no other school can do. Okay, you can't do it. Kansas State can't do it. Sterling can do that. Not only can they give you the education you need to have a career, but they can give you an opportunity to become the person that God designed each one of you to be. And it's a gift. Guys, we have a brief window of time on this earth. A very brief window of time in the grand scheme of things. Yesterday I was 25. Today I turned 55. I don't know how that happened exactly. I've gotten married, have children, children graduating from college. I have gray hair. I don't even know when that happened. It's like life flies by, and the older that I get each day, the faster it goes. I wish I understood that. But if I could share a truth with you today, one of them would be we have a brief time on this earth to accomplish the things that we've been placed here for. What will you do with the time that has been given to you? What will you do as a person that God designed you to be? Because I promise you, it can't be simply, I want to make money, or I want to become popular and famous. Those things carry their own sort of suicide pill with them. Because fame comes and goes, and I promise you, money comes and goes. More often it goes than comes. You've got to know that by now, too. It's a never-ending cycle. That cannot be why you're here and what you live for. It can't be. It has to be to become the person that God has designed you to be. So will you take this opportunity today, these four years, to just accrue an education and get a career? Or will you take the opportunity to become a champion of God? Because that is a unique opportunity. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. God sees you and wants you to be the special person that he has designed you to be. That's why you're in Sterling, Kansas. I keep looking, every time I drive into town, I keep looking for a population sign. Sometimes I see them, and it's almost like there's Sterling, population, this, and then the summer it drops to this. Right? But you're here for a reason in this place. At the end of this letter that Paul writes to Timothy, now Timothy, you know a little bit about. You know that he went, if you've taken any of the Bible classes here, you know that Timothy originally went with Paul on some of his journeys. Timothy's a young guy. He is probably your age, actually, when Paul writes this letter to him. 
20s. He's in his 20s. And he is pastoring, he is ministering in Ephesus. Ephesus is like Houston or New York. A cauldron of craziness. A young man who is being what God has called him to be in this place that even tried to stone and kill Paul when he was there. That's where Timothy is. Timothy, my friends, is you. Timothy is you. Doesn't matter what your major is. Doesn't matter why all the other things you are. Timothy is you. Paul emphatically tells Timothy what he is to do to become the person that God designed him to be. And we're going to reduce it to this, which is brutally unfair, but it's something I hope you remember. He tells him to pursue, to fight, and to seize. That's what he tells him. Pursue, fight, and seize. He says, flee the stuff that I just told you about. He says the love of money is the root of all evil. Just before that, and he said that money tends to bring woes of its own. Flee that. And in the Greek New Testament, it actually puts flee and pursue right together. So as you're fleeing away from that, you're pursuing the things of God, the character attributes of who God is in your life. And he says they are what? Righteousness that we get through Christ. Godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Pursue the attributes of God's character. More than money or career or family. It is worth everything. It is worth everything. As you pursue God's character, you effectively flee the lure and trap that wealth can become. I've been very fortunate in my life to know some people who have incredible wealth. And every one of them will tell you this. My wealth means nothing compared to my faith. Indeed, they will tell you that their wealth has caused them more pain and more agony than they would ever want anyone to experience. So Paul says, Timothy, flee from that. Pursue God's character. Pursue these things. Sterling is going to help you pursue those things if you allow it to do that. If you don't allow Sterling to help you pursue those things, guess what? You're just shortchanging yourself. Pursue the attributes of God's character. And then my favorite, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And it's an interesting word he uses for fight. And the word is what we get our word agony from, agonizo. He's, he wants us to wrestle with this. If this is going to maybe even cause us some discomfort and pain to, to wrestle with God and to wrestle with our faith. Right now in America, there are millions and millions of people, Christians, that are odds with each, over, with each other over the politics in our country. It's just like this. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Christians angry at each other over politics. Sadly, that's not the fight that God has called us to. It's the fight of faith. 
the good fight of faith. It's like Jacob wrestling with the angel at Jabbok, which you learned in your introduction to the Old Testament class. Just like that. Jacob thought he knew it. Jacob thought he had it all. And he went down there afraid to face his brother again. He ends up wrestling with God. And his own arrogance and his own ego were actually winning the battle at first over God until God finally said, I've had enough of this. And he touches his hip and he becomes lame. He wrestled with God and he realized that I had to be second to thou. Fight the good fight of faith. You guys, there's no better place than Sterling College to wrestle with God. There's no better place, no better teachers, professors, to wrestle with the issues that are troubling you about God and you and your life than right here. And when you leave Sterling, if you've chosen to wrestle with God, you'll not only leave here with a great degree, but you'll leave here being the person that God designed you to be. Fight the good fight of faith. But this fight leads to something else, which is way cool. He says, take hold of the eternal life for which you were made. Take hold of, literally, seize it. In other words, both hands, it's not just, okay, I've got eternal life, yay. Take hold of it, seize it with both hands. Put your arms around it, make it yours. Take hold of eternal life for which you were made. When you asked Jesus Christ into your life, and I'm going to assume right now most of you have done that. When you asked Jesus in your life, when you professed Jesus as Lord, he did not just leave you with good feelings and fuzzy bunnies. That's not how it works, right? He didn't just say, you're saved from hell. That's not, that's not it. He gives you the gift of eternal life. And eternal life is not just heaven. Eternal life is both a quantity of life and a quality of life. Eternal life is a quantity of life in that it goes on forever. It starts right now. It walks right through the door of death and keeps going. And we know that. And we trust in that. And we have hope in that. But it's not just that. You see, eternal life is also a quality of life right now. Starting when Jesus came in, he said, this is the gift I give you, eternal life, and it starts now. Jesus changed everyone that he ran into. Everyone who embraced him, he changed. And they went out and changed their world. Paul did it. Peter, the illiterate fisherman, did it. The Catholic Church says, by the way, that Mary Magdalene does it. She changed her world, too, because of what Jesus gave her. And guess what? Jesus has given all of that to you, too. All of you are in possession of eternal life. All you have to, it's, it's right there. Take hold of it. Seize it. Make it yours. If you want to change this world, it's not just because you're going to be a great football coach or track coach or a, an English teacher or a history teacher or even a preacher. 
It's going to be all of you taking a hold of that eternal life and being the light of Christ wherever you go. Absolutely wherever you go. You have to take a hold of it and live it. God is in a life-changing business. I, several years ago, I was teaching in Texas at a school about like Sterling size, theology, philosophy, biblical studies, all of that stuff. And I read an article in the Texas Monthly Magazine about Earl Campbell. Does anybody know, when I, when I say the name Earl Campbell, you know what I'm talking about? You guys might be too young. He, he was uh, the fullback, halfback for the University of Texas, set tons of records. Um, he was like a bulldozer on the football field. I don't think there's any been, been anyone like him since. Not the sharpest arrow in the quiver, but an incredible, incredible football player. He now suffers from crippling arthritis. He has neurological injuries. He, all of his money and, and his businesses went belly up. The University of Texas had to come actually out and offered him a job to be a special assistant so that he could actually live in Austin. His life has changed, though. He's overcome an addiction to painkillers because of his arthritis, and he says it's all because of what God has done. He just had to look towards God to see the change. And then, of course, lo and behold, I'm in my hotel room, and I turn the television on, and some dude named Kanye West, right? Holy smoking Joe Frazier. Where did that come from? It's like a light bulb went on the guy's life, and he'll tell you, Jesus has changed me, and now I'm on this path. And Kanye West doesn't have to do much to change his world. But I can promise you this, if you take a hold of the eternal life that God has gifted you with and set right in front of you, if you take a hold of it, you can change your world just as much as Kanye has changed his world, just as much as Earl Campbell has changed his world. You don't have to be a famous rapper or a football player to change the world through faith in Christ. Matter of fact, he tends to use people who don't have that same kind of notoriety. You can do it, though. But you have to reach out, wrestle with God in your faith, and take a hold of the eternal life that he has bought for us at an incredible price. I don't want you guys to leave Sterling. I don't want you to leave Sterling without grabbing a hold of the gift that God has given to you, each one of you. I flew into Kansas City. I'd never been to Kansas City before, but I had an old teacher, 77 years old, lived in Overland Park, and I wanted to see him because the man had changed my life. And I wanted him to know that he had changed my life. Just a music teacher, a man of faith, a brilliant man, living alone and wondering what the second part of his life was going to look like. And I went to him, I said, John, you changed my life. Each one of you will have the opportunity to have that kind of influence in other people's lives. 
will you choose that? Will you not just come here to learn the stuff you need to have to get your teacher certificate or to become a CPA or to do whatever it is you're going to do? Will you actually let God, while you're at Sterling, shape you into the person he has meant for you to be since the foundation of the world? Will you do that? I believe in you all. I believe in you all because I've had several students come to Bozeman who have been the best. You guys, don't let the opportunity escape you here. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a chance to become not just college graduates here. You have a chance to become champions of God here. Will you do that? Let me pray for you, and I'm going to invite the worship that the incredible worship team to come back up let me pray father i thank you for these students and these faculty members and these staff members thank you for the life that you've poured into this place with these people thank you for the life that you have given to all of us that we just need to take a hold of and make our own and to live in and with you and see our world change God, I ask that you'd bless each one of them, no matter what their major is and what they're doing, that you could use them, Father, to change their world. Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen.